What's going on, folks, and thanks for joining me. Welcome to Kick Weekly with Tim Wheaton. I'm your host, Tim Wheaton, coming at you every Wednesday with all sorts of different Muay Thai and kickboxing news. This week, we have RWS Muay Thai, Glory 87, and Rise 171, and we'll do previews for each one and talk about what's upcoming later in the year. Now, the news coming out from this weekend is that Nadaka Yoshinari was able to defend his Raja Damnern Stadium Muay Thai world title at just the age of 22. He's picked up two titles already in Muay Thai and has defended one of them already ready. He's also unbeaten for the last few years, has some very impressive knockouts on his record. So Nadake Yoshinari is a name that you need to know and definitely keep an eye on this young man. When he fights in RWS or wherever else he chooses to fight, he is must-see TV. Nadake Yoshinari holds titles in Muay Thai and is a Japanese-born fighter. With that in mind, let's take a look at R. Farang taking over Muay Thai. There was a question posed on Reddit recently where a young man had posted a TikTok talking about how uh, Shingiz Alizov had knocked out Superbon and therefore foreigners are taking over Muay Thai. Europeans and people like this were taking over Muay Thai. Um, this person had an interesting idea. It's like if you have a, the wrong formula and end up having the right conclusion. So his thesis was that foreigners are taking over Muay Thai. His calculation was the Superbon kickboxing fight, which has no relation to Muay Thai at all. And then his conclusion was that foreigners are taking over Muay Thai. And he is a little bit correct and a little bit wrong because a lot of people are always trying to post ideas on these kinds of subjects that have really big and daring answers like foreigners are taking over Muay Thai or foreigners I have no place in Muay Thai. They're trying to get really big headlines like that because the truth is so much more nuanced. It's so much more complex. And when you are talking about something that is a nuanced, complex idea, it really doesn't grab headlines. So let's break down the truth as to what's going on in Muay Thai and R. Farang taking over Muay Thai. So Shingiz Alizov defeating Superbon in kickboxing really doesn't say much about a larger trend going on in a different sport in Muay Thai. But let's say if you just wanted to look at kickboxing, boxing that one fight cherry pick doesn't say very much because then you also have to look at super bond beating a bunch of uh, european fighters to earn his title in the first place and then we end up not looking we have to look at trends we have to look at realistic overall perspective where one fight isn't going to make a massive difference so let's take a look uh kevin sorry kevin von douglas e2 he is a muay thai expert discusses on twitter recently that there is a statistical trend in which farang are taking more titles in muay thai in thailand and we're talking about the illustrious titles uh the stadium titles things like this um it is not a tidal wave, but over the last eight years, since 2016, most notably, um, there has been a, a, a trend in which there are more Farang taking more titles in Muay Thai. Now, of course, in Muay Thai history, it has largely been a Thai-born sport and a Thailand-born sport. There have always been really good Farang in these sports, uh, such as Ramon Deckers, Jean-Charles Skarbowski, and several others. But those few Europeans or Westerners or Farang winning titles doesn't indicate an overall trend for that period. They were largely the exception. Now we're seeing more and more foreigners taking these titles. Um... However, one notable exception, or not a notable exception, but the reason that this is such a complex and nuanced idea is because in Thailand, in Muay Thai, there are competitive weight classes, and then there are weight classes where nobody's overly interested. So the competitive weight classes are about 105 pounds to about 130 pounds. I don't know what that is in kilograms. I'm sorry about that. Um, 
And those are the weight classes that people in Thailand are really paying attention to. People in competitive Muay Thai are really paying attention to. For Rang, are tend to be taking titles well above 130 pounds. We're talking about 145, 150. We're very talented fighters like Daniel Rodriguez is a Farang and he's tremendously talented. That's at 155 pounds. That's not one of the more competitive weight classes that Thailand chooses to focus on. So while Farang are taking more titles, they tend to take titles in European style weight classes or American weight classes uh, where uh, Thai people don't really care about those weight classes all that much. And that's why Nadaka Yoshinari is such a notable figure is because he is winning titles in the more important, more competitive weight classes. I believe he's at 108 pounds is one title and 112 pounds is his other title. Um, so are foreigners taking over Muay Thai? Not really, but kind of. So there is a slight trend towards it, but the actual answer is so much more complex because there's so many weight classes in Muay Thai ranging from 100 pounds right up to heavyweight, uh, well over 260 pounds. Um, so it, the answer is more complex. It's more nuanced than just looking at one cherry pick fight. Um, and the poster on Reddit also said something else that... Um, Again, we're talking about someone who had maybe the right conclusions, maybe the right thesis, but the wrong formulas every step of the way. Because he also said the reason that Thai people are losing in Muay Thai is because they're very bad at punching. And again, he's using Shingiz Alasov versus Superbon in a uh, kickboxing fight. And he talked about his own experiences in Thailand. Um, but this is to discount very good punchers in Thai history because just looking at Superbon, yes, he is a kick-focused fighter and a lot of Muay Thai fighters are kick-focused fighters. There is tremendous, incredible Muay Thai punch-focused fighters, the Muay Mat class of fighters, uh, who are tremendous punchers. We're talking about some of the most famous people in Muay Thai history, such as Sagat Peindi, and of course, Rodtang Jim Mongdong. So are foreigners taking over Muay Thai? Well, I rambled for a little bit. I offered some different ideas, but I kind of want to hear from you folks because I've always recognized that I'm not an expert when it comes to Muay Thai. I do know a lot about Muay Thai and spend a lot of time studying it, but I am confident that I am not an expert and I never pretended to be an expert. So if I got a few ideas wrong or whatever, or it's more complex and more nuanced than that, please let me know in the comments, talk to me on Twitter, whatever it might be. I'm always happy to listen and learn more. Uh, but Let's take a look at what RWS has upcoming this weekend and upcoming later in the year. We are coming down to their final four tournament. So upcoming this weekend, August 19th, is the final four for their super lightweight Grand Prix in which 3 million baht is going to be handed out. This weekend, we're going to have Pech Tong Chai facing Nunglek and Chu Jarden versus Capitan, and it's a great fight. Make sure to tune in for it. Uh, upcoming later in RWS Muay Thai is the August 26th is going to be their lightweight final four. Uh, the female bantamweight final four will be on August 26th as well. September 2nd will be their lightweight final four. And then the event that you have to tune in for with RWS Muay Thai, the big one, the major one that they're doing is going to be on September 9th. So that's going to be the super welterweight Grand Prix, which is about 155 pounds. Uh, that's going to be on September 9th. And this features people like Daniel Rodriguez having a trilogy match against Yadvichai. And then you're going to have Petch taking on Than and Shai, and that event also has Buakal on September 9th. So RWS is bringing lots of great Muay Thai action. How to watch it? If you are in Thailand, you can watch it for free on YouTube Live. If you are elsewhere, anywhere else in the world, you can watch it on the app DAZN. However, I know a lot of people don't have access to DAZN, and I understand that. RWS Muay Thai tends to upload their fights almost immediately after on their YouTube channel. 
So make sure to follow RWS on YouTube, Instagram, and elsewhere. And you will, while you won't be able to watch their fights live within the hour of it happening, you will be able to watch the fight on YouTube. So make sure to check that out. Also upcoming this weekend is Glory 87. Glory 87 has a lightweight title on the line and a four-man heavyweight Grand Prix in which the winner will get a placement in the year-end Big Glory Tournament later this year. The main event of Glory 87 will feature a champion from Rise Kickboxing taking on a champion in Glory Kickboxing. Both of them are 155-pound champions. Both of them have defenses to their name. And now Tajani Bestati will put his Glory lightweight title on the line against Kaito Ono. Kaito Ono is the champion in Rise at 155 pounds. He has also held titles in places like shootboxing. You can recognize him wearing the shootboxing pants in many of his fight, and he has held titles elsewhere. He is a tremendous fighter on an 18-fight win streak. He is unbeaten since 2020. He also has wins over fighters such as former champion Masaki Nori, Lee Sung-hyung, who's extremely exciting, and Stoyan Koplovensky, among many, many other talented fighters. He is an orthodox combination striker, mixes high and low strikes very well. He's always looking to go first and last in exchanges. He likes long body kicks from distance and tries to press opponents with pressure and then continue pouring on punches. He's a very exciting fighter to watch. Te Tejani Bez-Toddy has defended his glory crown in three bouts and has wins over notable fighters such as Stoyan Koplovensky, Pechpan Barung, Kiat Mokau, Josh Johnson, among many others. He is a skilled, longer fighter who likes to mix punches high and low from body and head. He has impressive counterwork with his head movement. His speed and striking variants are truly his greatest strengths. He's a well-rounded, a fully rounded fighter with powerful knees, an arsenal of kicks, and very strong punches. He is truly a great kickboxer who loves activity. I think this is going to be a very exciting fight of these two pressing against each other. What I picture is a high output performance from Kaito trying to close the distance and work from the inside a little bit more, especially with his knees and punching combinations. Tajani will be looking to counter with his signature head movement. Glory 87 will also see a four-man heavyweight Grand Prix in which the winner will get a placement in the big Grand Prix later this year. Uh, so let's break down the four contenders who are in this tournament. You have Uku Yuryandal facing Martin Terpstra. Uku has a 75% knockout win rate, while Terpstra is the infusion heavyweight champion and is on a 9 or 10 fight win streak or something like that. He's also coming in at 6'8 in this fight. The other fight will see Bahram Rajab Zeda facing off against Mohamed Amin. Amin is just coming off a loss in a light heavyweight title match in which he was the late replacement and he was actually doing quite well until later on in the fight in which he lost. He is also an MMA fighter with experience in the PFL. Uh, now, Bahram is a dangerous knockout machine who has over 50 career victories via knockout. Most recently, he is on a three-fight head kick knockout win streak, including a very notable win over the top-ranked and dangerous Luis Tavares. Now, my prediction for the final two in this tournament, Martin Tripstra versus Bahram, I think it's definitely where this tournament is going to end. Who wins that fight? I'm not entirely sure. You have tremendous knockout power on one side, and then the infusion heavyweight champion with tons of experience, tons of length on the other side. So either way, I think that this Glory 87 fight is certainly a must watch. Now let's take a look at the other Glory 87 fights. You have the former champion, Mertel Gronhardt, will be taking on Sihad Akipa. Um, it's going to be a very exciting fight in their competitive 170-pound weight class. Uh, Mertel Gronhardt is certainly looking to, you know, get back in the win column there. Michael Boapea, one of my favorite middleweight fighters uh, from Ghana, is going to be taking on Sergei Braun, a very experienced German fighter. Uh, Jan Kaffa is going to be fighting Mohamed El Hamouti uh, and then the four-man tournament. And 
and it's going to be a very exciting card up and down. How to watch it really does depend on your country. Um, the Glory website and Combat Press will both have guides on where to watch it, what time zones, how to stream it, all that kind of good, good stuff. Also this weekend is Rise 171, in which the Cruiserweight title will be on the line between Kenta Nanbara and Kontari JM Boxing Gym. It will be a Japan versus Thailand showdown, a Karate versus Muay Thai showdown. Kenta Nanbara is a Kyokushin karate-based striker who has won karate world titles, while Kantari is, of course, a Muay Thai-based striker who has held world titles in Muay Thai. It should be an exciting fight. It should end in a knockout. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. You also have one of the most exciting fighters in combat sports today with Masahiko Suzuki. He will be taking on Imad Sahi. Suzuki is still the bantamweight champion in Rise. Uh, Sahi is bringing a WBC Mediterranean and an unbeaten record into this matchup. It should be an exciting must-watch fight. I am I, I always tune in for Masahiko Suzuki. He's one of the most exciting fighters I have ever seen in my life. Win or lose, he is must-see TV. There will also be Manazo Kobayashi fighting on this card, and she's going to be fighting Melty Kira. I swear I'm saying Melty Kira wrong. I try to study up the names ahead of time, so I'm saying everyone's name correctly. Melty Kira is as close as I could get. <laughs> so it should be a banger. We have Rise 171 this weekend, Glory 87 this weekend, also an RWS Muay Thai card. Folks, this has been Kick Weekly with Tim Wheaton coming at you on Wednesday. I really hope you enjoyed listening. Again, any input, suggestions, or anything like that that you may have, please message me and let me know, and I'll be happy to take it into consideration. Uh, folks, I will be back next week coming at you every Wednesday. Thank you so much.